Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. And we are discussing Mr. Miracle number 18, Wild, Wild Wedding Guests. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love this issue, too. It's like this last little reunion of everybody coming together with in classic Kirby fashion. Yeah. This is this jam where every character who we've come to love over the last 11 issues, or yeah, 11 issues of Mr. Miracle, notwithstanding the stuff where get away from Apocalypse and all the other issues of New Gods, everyone's there. It's like a, the band getting together at the Hall of Fame or something. It's like, it reminds me of the last episode of Seinfeld where all the characters showed up, all the good guys and bad guys. And, you know, in Seinfeld, there was a trial and this one, it's a wedding. So it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, all the, all the popular bad guys, all the popular good guys from the new God, they all showed up. And they all get their moment too, to be themselves. Yeah, even um, Oberon and Shiloh. Yeah. In fact, Shiloh has my second favorite scene in this book. What's your second favorite scene in here? It's the scene where Barda, my favorite character, turns to him and says, as for you, Shiloh, you're going to be quite a man when your talents develop. Just remember, good guys finish last because they're on their feet when the bad guys are down, or bad guys are down, when the bad guys are down. Yeah. And then he's all like, you're the greatest, Barda. Which, of course, she is. I mean, Shiloh is the kid reading this book, and Barda is the true hero of this book. That's kind of the conclusion we've come to after reading 18 issues, is that Barda's the real protagonist. Mm -hmm. She's the real hero. And then, you know, obviously, you know, my favorite one is, you know, when they declare their love for one another who thought omir a romantic (laughs) pages five and six where they finally say we're done i'm done wasting time i love you barda we must get married we've been fools we wasted precious time you know what's all our time on the things that don't count let's get married right away and then another comedy, I don't know if this, I never saw this movie, but it's right out of uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, <laughs> where like the two best friends who are like platonic, they're like, oh, you know, why don't we just hook up? Because we love each other anyways. It's like, oh, yeah. How come I never saw it? Yeah, yeah. Although they loved each other. We, oh, it they, was so obvious they loved her. But the first minute we saw Barter, we saw like they're as close as could be, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised like it wasn't mentioned earlier it's like i think everyone this should have if this was a comedy sitcom which i think that's what mr miracle should be i think it should be a comedy sitcom everyone should be saying like oh my god were you guys just you know hook up already? and then like dark side comes in and says like hey we want you guys hook up already huh like even the dark side knows you know? <laughs> so yeah i agree that was a great scene between barda and scott that's my second favorite page in the book mm-hmm. uh, where they finally realize that they're finally going to get married. And like you're saying, like, yeah, what, what took them so long? I mean, honestly, like they live together. They're part of the team together. Yeah. Why did they waste so much time? My favorite page is the final page because it's all about the kind of weird ambiguity, not weird ambiguity, the great ambiguity of dark side. 
mm-hmm. where he's just a little conflicted. I, I love this line that Shiloh says, and then the whole dialogue here. Wow, look at that dude. Have you been out in the storm all this time, mister? And Darkseid replies, I am the storm, mm-hmm. which is just such like a perfect way of summarizing the character. Mm-hmm. He is the storm, right? Mm-hmm. The dude's got a face that could stop a clock, but not a wedding. Mm-hmm. I did spoil it though. It had deep sentiment, yet little joy, but life is at best bittersweet. <laughs> and like that, those two lines, I am the storm and life is at best bittersweet is like a perfect summation of Kirby's dark side, mm-hmm. where he's almost like this primal force, this force of nature. He can't stop himself. He's fated to be this, this man. But everything he does is bittersweet to him and he, and he kind of laughs in the face of it being bittersweet mm-hmm. like we saw all that stuff uh what about four or five weeks ago where we we saw him succeeding as the king of apocalypse and the tom king version of uh mr miracle does some interesting stuff with that too uh but i i just think it's such a great summation of the character like he's messed up he's unhappy he's but he loves the unhappiness he's he's thrilled to be the man who's unhappy he wants to destroy things it's very shakespearean like when he says i am the storm he sounds a little like king lear or someone you know at the end of king lear how there's the the giant storm spinning around the blinded lear as he uh basically reaps what he's sown with his uh, with his stuff with his daughters and that it's like such a perfect commentary on Darkseid's approach to the world. Yeah, I mean, I definitely do see that King Lear analogy, and that's a good point. I never thought of it that way. The idea that like he thinks he's won, but like, yeah, maybe you did. Maybe you made a few people sad, but look, you're like freaking alone. Mm-hmm. The only people that are around them are the two mortals. Like even his own minions are like running away from him. They're afraid of him. And like, I think this is a perfect end to the new gods. It's like, there's a bad guy all alone. All the good guys. Yeah, you know, there's a rain in the, sh- in the wedding, but like they got married. Everybody's got love, you know. And Dark Side is just there all alone thinking that, he, oh, I heard it wasn't a perfect wedding. It's because of me. It wasn't perfect. It's like, okay, yeah, great. Keep, keep thinking that, buddy. <laughs> pathetic loser. I mean, yeah. pathetic, yeah. Yeah, you even see it a couple pages earlier when Ryan says, Darkseid will be here in a matter which befits him, right? Like, like he's, he's just going to be the asshole who shows up at the wedding. And who cares? The only people that are left, like all the gods went, you know, all the they all went back to their, you know, wherever they're supposed to be. It's the mortal. So he's actually no better than the mortal with his, his own resentment and self-pity. <laughs> I guess it's mm-hmm. self-pity. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know if it's self-pity, but his own no, no, it's, approach to the world. Yeah, it's, it's ignorance, maybe. It's arrogance. Yeah, life at best is bittersweet. Yeah, well, for you, maybe, buddy. <laughs> right, well, not for Barda and Scott. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're yeah. going to be eternal together. The only thing I, that was kind of sad to me is, like, um, Shiloh and Oberon didn't get to see the wedding. Yeah, 
I don't know why so they do. mortals. At this wedding, there may come one guest that none may care. Oh, no, no. Oh, you know what? I thought I must have misread it because I thought that um, Orion told them that only gods can be at this wedding. But really, like, he asked them to leave so that they don't encounter dark side. Yeah, so they're safer. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I guess he's being kind of good to them. Mm -hmm. One thing King picks up on is the irony of having Granny Goodness there at the wedding, which Kirby talks about a bit too. Well, everybody is at the wedding. Yeah. Well, I like what High Father says to him too. The sources decreed you that you attend this wedding, perhaps in defiance of dark side, you will achieve a greater strength, which in this context, I think means, you know, peace, happiness, appreciation of love. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the fact, the fact that Scott and Barter are getting married in front of granny goodness in, in a crazy way, she's family, but also like, this is the brightness against her evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing interesting about this issue was Kanto, who has that Assassin's Creed or whatever, like, you know, that whole rule of like, hey, I agreed to help you, but I'm not going to take part in the torture. Because mm -hmm. he's a mercenary. And then it's interesting that even amongst the bad people, there are people who have some honor, even though it's not. And then, and you, you're hoping that he would have honor too, like Kanto, maybe he'll help save them or something. But then when Scott asks for him to help, he doesn't. Right. He's got his very specific moral code that he won't break. You can even see it in the way Kirby draws him. Like on pages 10 and 11, Kanto's got this kind of arrogant, nose up in the air kind of attitude. And then like Vermin Wunderbar, it's just like this low down, nasty jerk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's definitely like this, this levels of evil among this group. Yeah. And I think uh, what's interesting, it kind of, I don't know if you ever watched like, World War II movies. Once in a while in World War II movies, there'd be like one of those German generals or soldiers who like had a conscience, you know, still with the bad guys, still did terrible things. But like in the movie, they'd kind of like talk about like, oh yeah, like this guy, like he like, he took his badge and threw it away and says, you know, I'm not going to fight for you guys. And I feel like Canto could have been that, wasn't, but could have. Yeah, because he's someone who has honor, who's a little different from everybody else. He's made his own decisions about things. He's, he's, I don't know how he got to the rank he's at. I mean, Mercy, I started to think, like, what does that mean? Like, how does he get paid? Like, they don't have money. It's like, why is he a mercenary? Like, Where yeah. does he even live? Yeah. Does he live on Apocalypse? <laughs> but. I just don't know. Vermin Wunderbar is the one who commands the those weird, they're not bugs, but those foot soldiers you know, in the bug costumes too. Yeah. So he is like a German general, a German general without conscience. Yeah, I like this. It's just such a great culmination too. Like the issue starts with a family of four together too. Yeah. I wish they would have stayed together. I guess they'll, they'll end up staying together in subsequent issues, right? Although... I know Shiloh shows up by himself, but this four family of four, I would love to see this. I think DC should, I mean, DC is nowhere near creating show, but if they, sh 
if they can create like a WandaVision type of show and have these guys, but have it be a comedy, I would love to see it. I mean, they're a great group, right? Yeah. There's this love and trust and happiness between them, but there's also these internal conflicts and it could be yeah. all about Scott and Barta bickering about the ways to do things because Scott's all peace and Barta's all war, you know, and there's lots of jokes at her being taller than, way taller than he is and, you know, the, the inversion of gender roles and then Scott being the mentor to Shiloh. Uh, there's like so much there. Yeah. Oberon is the kind of confused misfit who's stuck in the middle of things, maybe stuck in the past, but also willing to embrace the future. Plus they got to dress him in those crazy costumes. Yeah. <laughs> For no apparent reason. <laughs> And he's got to have a sideburn, even though he's balding at the top. <laughs> I want him to wear those white gloves, too. But yeah, it starts out to me just right. Like, this is, if this, the series had continued, this is what I totally would have wanted to read. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just more adventures of the four of them dealing with death traps and stuff. Maybe bringing in the female furies or something like that, too. Oh, well, that's, yeah. the only, that's the only ones who are missing this issue is the female yeah, theories. Really they just don't kind of drop off stage, don't they? Mm -hmm. What was the last time we saw them? I mean, I know how much you love Lashina. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they should make a show if they're going to. I mean, I don't want them to. It doesn't really matter, but this was fun. I think it. It was a, it was a fun. We've read like how many months of Kirby every week? It's been eighteen issues of Mister Miracle, eleven issues of New Gods, and the two New Gods specials. So it's wow. thirty weeks, thirty-one weeks of Kirby New wow. Gods. That's awesome. I know. I I enjoyed these a lot more than I expected to. Me too. I loved. I mean. I go in, I think, oh, this is going to be weird and a schlog, and then I enjoy, I see something good in it. It's it's always fun because it's like, it's not dour and, you know, it ends up being fine at the end. Got cool characters. Kirby's art is always amazing. Mm -hmm. Always full of this just grandeur and intelligence and fun. And he draws such great characters. Yeah. And once in a while, you'll hear something good that you, you should hear, like Barda talking to uh, Shiloh. So do you have a favorite issue of either New Gods or Mr. Miracle that we've read? You know, I didn't think about it. Um, I mean, I really like this issue just because, I don't know. I think anywhere where Barda was focused, I really enjoyed uh, at least from this, I don't remember the new gods too well. I think at this point, this is sacrilege, but I I would say as we kind of like went towards the end of Mr. Miracle, I enjoyed it more than new gods. As we we're finishing up Mr. Miracle, I like, I think this was a good, complete, satisfying ending. Whereas I think with new gods, I didn't feel like there was a satisfying ending. Even with the ending, it wasn't satisfying. Even when he came back and when I mean it was the art was out of this world and there's probably like in New Gods there was more um, ingenuity to the art and the you know story and you could see like um, Kirby was coming out with something grand and then they they 
they stopped them. You know, the DC comics stopped them. Here, I feel like he's just like, you know what? Let me just salvage this. And he brought in, you know, the marriage was a beautiful thing. I love the marriage. I love the pep talk with Shiloh. Like I said, that's I don't, but I don't know what would be my favorite. What about you? So we were, uh, so you got me thinking, Amir, because like my first instinct to say my favorite issues were the ones I came into this thinking I would love the most, like the Death Wish of Terrible Turpin mm-hmm. or the Pact. Or I the mean, Gold they're awesome, Game. yeah. And they are out of this world, amazing. But yeah, there's something about Mr. Miracle settling into this place outside of New Genesis and Apocalypse where the characters just seem to become more vital, mm-hmm. more interesting, more themselves, right? And definitely my favorite character, like you, is Barda, because she's just this great personality. Mm-hmm. Just everything about her as a person, I think is so intriguing. The way she grows and changes, the way her, her uh, love for Scott is so steadfast, the way she kind of takes on this maternal role too, especially towards Shiloh, I think it's so interesting. So yeah, I kind of feel like the second half of this run has this kind of domestic happiness to it mm-hmm. that I really love, uh, which I didn't expect at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always saw the second half of Mr. Miracle as this kind of pale imitation of what came before. But instead, it's like, I don't know, it's like going to a high school or college and having you know, a lot of crazy busy times during that, you know, occasionally getting in fights with other schools or, you know, being the star of the football team, whatever it might be, right? The analogy strained. And then you graduate and you start to settle down and this is them starting to settle down. So they've moved beyond like the massive intensity of it, but they've gone to the state in their, in their lives where things are a lot more domestic and in, in a really interesting way, a lot more interesting. So yeah, I like what you're saying. I mean, I, I'm so curious to see what happened, what would have happened if Shiloh had stayed in the book or the book had continued and had it centered around Shiloh more. I mean, I guess thinking about what's next with Mr. Miracle, I, I do have some, I loved, uh, there's an issue of Mr. Miracle special number one with Steve Rude that I love. And uh, I think it was written by Mark Avenier, who is a Kirby disciple or whatever. And I think it was inked by Royer too. So I think so. Yeah. The reading that would be a good one to take a look at. Um, but it's yeah. along the lines of what we were talking about, as opposed to like the fighting and the stuff that, and you know, just to, not to disparage Tom King's thing. I mean, it's one of the, you know, it's widely been given really great reviews. And when I read it, I enjoyed it. It's just very depressing having reading it. But yeah, it's very heavy. Yeah, because Mr. Miracle was kind of Kirby's lightest character in some ways. Mm-hmm. And the engine that fuels it, the relationship between Barda and Scott is different from anything else that he did at DC. I mean, you compare that to Light Ray and Orion and like it, it's completely different. Right. Uh, and I think you need a character like Scott to be the center of this book. And Forever People's kind of the opposite side because all those characters are too similar to each other. There wasn't a lot of variety with them. And then we haven't read those together. But um, yeah, there's something special about these characters. There's a reason why they keep coming back and being pretty popular. I think it'd be fun to see a TV show of it, but I wouldn't trust it now. 
Yeah, well, yeah, with DC especially. Are there any aspects of these, of either of these comics that you didn't like? That when you think about them, think back at them now, you feel differently than when you read them first. Um, so this was the first time I ever read these comics, so I can't really, I can't really say anything that's wrong with them. I mean, you know, at some point, a lot of things got repetitive. You know, I think and I, I once. But I mean, that's comics. This is for kids. Like, I enjoyed. I mean, this is great. I'm I'm grateful I have it. I'm I'm I love Kirby. I love Mr. Miracle. Yeah, it's it's great stuff. Yeah, I guess I kind of fall fall in the same boat as you, especially since the stuff was released like every six weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people weren't reading issue the issues one after another. It just seemed like in New Gods. Like there was just one giant battle after the next, after the next, like re- reading them all together was a little repetitious. And it was almost like too many climaxes all coming at the same time. Yeah, I definitely think that um, it would be, I probably would have enjoyed both this and New God more if it was not week, week versus if it was month to month. Mm-hmm. If you kind of, you want, you know, you kind of forget what you read and then you get reminded as opposed to like, oh yeah, I remember, oh, he's, but I mean, it's, it's, a, it's meant to be monthly or a month and a half, not like weekly, but I just, I would, like, you can't sit down and read this whole trade paperback in one sitting. It just would not be fun. Not it would overwhelm me. you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a quick read. It's good stuff. Perfect for kids. I'd give this to a kid. The other thing I loved about it was the kind of bleakness of the ending that or not bleakness but kind of ambiguity of the ending dark side was a lot more complicated than i thought he was going to be when we first that, saw him. that's been my favorite part of this whole endeavor is that although dark side doesn't show up too much here he was more new gods i love the fact that dark side is not the standard like you know villain of the week the big guy you know like the stuff you see in movies in and or you see like He's not Thanos. He's not the dark side. And he's like, he's got that Shakespearean. I don't want to say he has good intentions because he doesn't have good intentions, but you could see his intentions and you could see that he's actually, there is some merit to him. Mm-hmm. Not, not honor, but something to him. You know, he's not like, yeah. It's hard to know what to call it. It's character integrity. Yeah, I was actually surprised by the uh, the theories too because I having not read this, I thought they're always going to be bad. Even like like I read the Tom King book before any of these books, including New Gods, even though I owned them, and I thought that they were bad. Everybody's bad from, but like I didn't know there are people who are reformed from Apocalypse who come and actually just try to live their life like Barda and um. So and I didn't know that the. The dimensions that Barda would show up at. Like, I didn't know she was going to be as good as she was. Like, there's a lot of, I mean, it's the 70s, and, but Kirby, there wasn't much that I cringed about in this book. I thought he was very progressive for a book that was written 40 years ago. I agree. And even <laughs> like the things that were potentially cringe worthy, like Barda walking around in her bikini, I read as more empowerment than anything. Yeah. That's so it never feels like he's exploiting her and always makes us feel like she's a three-dimensional character. Yeah. Almost half a century ago, this these comics were created. Yeah. 
Well, he, the other thing about Barta is he really, like, I, I realize I keep saying this, but he embraces her like in all dimensions. Yeah. She's this warrior, but also this mother figure. She loves Scott, but she's also willing to fight. Mm. She's really strong, but she has moments of, of emotional weakness. And, yeah. and it just, she's just this really fully fleshed out character that's really at the heart of what Kirby does. Is it true that like, they say that she's based on like Roz, his wife. That's exactly what I was just wondering. Like how much of Roz is he drawing in her? The character herself is based on this old model named Lainey Kazan. Oh yeah, Ily Kazan's wife or an actress, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the relationship is to Ilya Kazan. Uh, she was married to, I mean, they were married. Okay. Yeah. And there, I, I never even thought to do She's still alive that. actually. Oh, is she? Yeah, she does not look like Varda. Okay. Anymore, anymore. So I wonder if they were friends, if he'd met her, what what their I relationship think, was. I bet you it's somebody that Kirby thought was attractive. <laughs> yeah, I think she was a sex symbol at some point. But she's a great character. The other thing that surprised me the most was how much I liked the two sequel endings. The Hunger Gods and Armageddon. I'm just leaping through those now. And just how creative Kirby was, how much he was playing with page layouts, how much energy is in those issues, and also how Darkseid is kind of falling behind the times. Mm -hmm. The data, the kind of emotional breaking of Darkseid in a way. I wasn't really ready for that. And <laughs> I see so much of Kirby in that. I remember when we were talking about it, you were picking up on the crazy, not crazy, but the really unique panel designs. Yeah, I don't remember them. I don't have them in front of me, but yeah, it's a. So there's just so much there too that that was unexpected for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm really glad we read New Gods and Mr. Miracle. So we're gonna read. We're gonna talk about Tom King's version next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll start talking about it. Okay, and then we can talk about uh, the Mister Miracle special. I know I have that. I have to find it. It's in the depths of my. I may not. I may have to go to uh, DC Digital or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, do we want to talk about the Steve Englehart, Steve Gerber Mister Miracles? Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. All right. And then we'll see where we are after that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Amir. Thanks. Thanks, Jason. I'm really glad I got to read all of these with you, too. Yeah, I really think this was really fun. I love Kirby. Maybe sometime in the future, we could read some other stuff, too, like uh, The Demon. Yeah, I think we should really talk about that in a few weeks. Oh, thank you.